Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with my friend Jeff Perry. Hi Jeff. Fucking dumbass. And then also have Eduardo Aguilera here too. Dude, you need to practice my last name, Eduardo Aguilera here. <laughs> yeah, I do need to practice the last name. You're going to have to say it a little bit further in the mic, this way the, the viewers can hear you. Yeah, Eduardo Aguirre. All so right. y'all can practice and then teach Alex because he's <laughs> just not getting it. Like two years in, right? Yet. Two years in, and I still can't pronounce it. So, anyways, uh, thanks so much for obviously being here today. So today's show, we want to talk about kind of the the thing out there that I see a lot of people do, and that's the perfect time. The perfect time for anything. It may be the perfect time to change something about your life we used the analogy earlier about smoking you know people say oh i'm gonna stop smoking but i'm gonna wait till monday and you ask me like why are you gonna wait till monday you know and it's it's because well i know i'm gonna go out on friday with my friends and i'm gonna while i'm out there i'm gonna smoke cigarettes and so i'm just gonna wait till monday instead of hitting that challenge dead on and straight on and dealing with it up front which is what people should do you should just jump into it and say you know what i'm i'm committed to quitting I'm going to stop, and I'm going to stop today. I'm not going to make excuses or delays for doing what it is I want to do. Another big thing that we see, and this is something that I struggle with myself, is to get back in shape. You know, it's always, oh, here we are, you know, 1st of of January, New Year's Eve. My New Year's resolution is, yeah, I'm going to wait till my New Year's resolution. I'm going to start working out. January 1st, it's going to be whole new me. And we all know that's bullshit. It usually goes for a little while. They... You know, you get the workout in, you feel good for like 2.7 days, and then all of a sudden the gym membership that you have on 24-month contract, you got to pay out for the rest of the year, and you never step foot back in the gym. Well, at least not until next January. <laughs> but, yeah. No, that's true. I'm guilty. And a lot of it, though, is is just the commitment issue itself, the, the saying, okay, I'm going to buckle down and do it now. It's not waiting until the perfect time, you know. I'm not going to become a full-time mortgage person after I do this. It's like, look, you're either going to do it or you're not. And there's not some perfect time. If there was a perfect time for things to be executed, then everybody would work for that, wait for that perfect timing, and everybody would have the same result, and everybody would have the same success, and it wouldn't make a fucking difference. I guess everyone is waiting, and everyone has that situation happening where they're wanting for that perfect time to get started and do whatever they but they don't right I mean, it, it's happening yeah it, it is it's happening all the time jeff you used an analogy earlier and it was actually a really good one i was kind of proud to be your friend when you said this <laughs> and that was it, i'll let you say it because it was one of those things it was like profound it's like jeff if you wait is this you if you wait for every light to turn green before you leave the house you will never leave the house boom and Jeff only goes through two lights to get to the office. So realistically, you could wait for both <laughs> those lights. He probably does. Right, exactly. He calls somebody. He's like, hey, bro, um, is the light green? <laughs> no, but that's that's a great analogy, and it's not one that I would have used myself, or I, I would have never thought of it, actually. I get one a day, listeners. One, one good thought a day is usually what I get. Yeah. Actually, I think you've had more than one today. So that makes up for the one tomorrow, though. Oh, yeah. So we're good. So That's now true. you're in the whole one. So that means tomorrow, I'm not even coming to work tomorrow. Fuck that. Anyways, so, it, but it's true. If you wait until the perfect time to do something, you'll never do it. And I think that's what drives a lot of people out of being successful is everyone wants to wait for that perfect moment, that perfect decision. Well, and, and let me stop you there. 
Go ahead. You already interrupted me. <laughs> I just, I, I, that's why I paused. <laughs> is we're not guaranteed tomorrow. True. So if we put something off today that we're going to continue to put off, we may not be guaranteed tomorrow. So we may never get that thing done in our lifetime. Yeah. And and that could be the biggest regret ever, you know, and it could be something simple. Now we're relaying this to, Hey, you know, let's successful things, but it could be telling somebody that you care about them. Exactly. It could be telling someone that you care, telling somebody, sorry, telling somebody that you miss them, anything like that. It could be a number of things. Jeff, you're laughing. I wasn't even going to bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me fuck you up on the radio, but um, it could be a number of things that, that we put off and then we never get a chance to actually say, you know what? Hey, I'm sorry that I was an asshole because now that person's no longer here, you know? So waiting for the perfect time could be the worst thing that you could possibly do. Um, and, and missed opportunity. You know, a lot of us wait for that opportunity to shine and, Oh, you know, if I do this, God will show me the way. He'll let me know if it's time to make a decision. He already did. He put the thought in your mind to begin with. That means it's time to make moves, not wait for another sign. You know, if you're waiting for lightning to strike on your front doorstep, you're fucked. Yeah, it's like that movie Bruce Almighty. He's saying, God, please just show me a sign. And you're seeing and a million seeing a of them. a bunch yeah. of them right in front of his <laughs> face until he crashes. Here's a pig flying right in front of your fucking <laughs> yeah. face. Is that a sign? Nope, that's just a flying pig. Those You see those all the time, right? Yeah. You know, so, Eduardo, I know you were getting ready to, to ring something out. Let's hear it, brother. I was just going to say, it, it takes balls. It, it really does. does. To get up and to face to face to somebody and say hey i love you man or hey i miss you like you were saying and it also takes balls to say hey i quit my job i want to do this now i want to follow my passion i want to follow this new career right and a lot of it is un- you're uncertain of what's going to happen what the outcome is going to be that's why people look for the outcome but all it takes i think is lots of courage yes. and balls well, and, and you're right. So there is a fear of the unknown. And the unknown is usually, hey, I'm out of my comfort zone. So I work a 9 to 5, which, guys, I, this is an example. You guys know I don't work a fucking 9 to 5. <laughs> I don't even wish I did because that's just saying, hey, I want to go back to being normal. But a lot of it is I work a 9 to 5. No matter what I do, if I trade my time, I'm going to get money. And so as long as I show up every, mon- every morning at X time and leave at Y time, somebody's going to give me Z which is going to be the cash, the exchange for my time. Mm -hmm. But see, there's never the commitment. Loan officers, for example. I hear a lot of people that get out of the industry and they're like, oh, I couldn't make any money. Okay. Well, what were you doing with your time? You know? Well, I never went out and met with realtors. Well, why not? Well, I was waiting until XYZ happened. Okay, well, now here we are past X, Y, and Z. You're now no longer a loan officer and you never met with realtors. Why? I was afraid. Afraid of what? Are they are they going to bite your face off, dude? I tell did I tell you the story about the realtor I met that bit my face off? I didn't it never think fucking there was happened because yeah. it never happened. I was kind of confused. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are sitting here like what? No, because <laughs> it, it never happened. Because the worst thing that somebody can tell you is no. But let me tell you the worst thing you can tell someone else, and that's no. So the worst thing that I can tell my family is no. You can't have this because dad didn't have the balls to step up and to call Eduardo the realtor and say, hey, can we sit down for lunch? Because I was too afraid to hear no. So now I have to tell somebody else no in place of that because my fears got the best of me. 
because I was waiting for the perfect time to meet you. And so now I put it off and now you're working with somebody else that you have a deep ingrained relationship with. Now, all this is fictitious. And just for example, because you work with me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Right, because you're here. So and Jeff's here too, but he's kind of here by force. You Hi, know? Jeff. We strong arm Jeff. But the, the fact of the matter is waiting for that perfect time, it, you don't get anything out of it. You don't get results from it. Yeah, I think you just said something really important that the listeners, if maybe they, I don't know if they caught it or they didn't, but if they're, if you're on the fence about trying something new or scared about whatever it is, you're just looking for that perfect time, which the title says. Um, think about this. By not doing it, you're doing yourself and probably your family a disservice. Like you yes. just said, you're telling your baby girl, hey, you're not going to eat what you know what, what you deserve what you deserve yeah. you're not going to get to go on a vacation you're not going to get the toys you want because i'm too weak right use that fear of no use that uncertainty or use whatever you have to that's holding you back mm-hmm. and use it to fuel you well and the th- here's the thing you said something that i really like and that's you're too weak and so those of you that are listening you know is that is that the message that you're telling yourself or that you're allowing other people to tell you is that you're too weak. You're too weak to get out of your comfort zone. Just think about how that makes you feel. Like stop for a second and just internalize it and think of somebody saying to you, you're too weak. Because ultimately, if you avoid something like that, that's what somebody's telling you. You're saying you're too weak to get up and give that presentation. You're too weak to jump in your car and go to that random office to solicit business. You know, the the thing is, is, At the end of the day, we have to make a decision. If we're too weak to do something, then we need to go back to doing something that we're comfortable in doing. And that's being somebody else's, you know, exchange. And when I say exchange, I mean exchange your time for money. Because there is somebody out there that's more than willing to say, hey, you're worth 10 bucks and that's it. And for an hour of your time, you're worth $10 and not a cent more. But next year, you might be worth 10, 25. Stick around and do real good and I'll let you know if you are. You know, imagine being that, like, you're being held to the ultimate restraint. I could never do that. From a commission-based income, I could never sit down and I've done it before. I've quit being a loan officer and said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try something else. And you know how irritating it was to have someone be like, no, you're going to work overtime and you're going to do it for $15, 20 an hour. And I'm just like, $15.20. I could find that on the ground in the parking lot I used to work at. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and I, there's nothing wrong with having security in an hourly job. But if you're getting to the point where you're growing or you're looking to expand, then just fucking do it. Like, at the end of the day, the the Nike slogan, just do it. It's the best slogan in the world. There's a, a famous, God, what's his name? It's Art something. And I would have to look this up on YouTube. He's a, a motivational guy, and he uses the term just do it. Uh, Art Williams, that's who it is. And, and what he says, he's like, you know, if you want it, just do it. And if, if you're going to do it, just do it and do it and do it until you can't do it anymore. And when you don't think you can do it, continue to do it. Because once we're down there and we think we fail, just keep pushing. Because you know how many times there's been situations, this podcast, for example, this thing was a fucking flop when I started it. People listened, and it was mostly my friends that felt guilty, and they're like, oh, you know, I've got to listen to Alex's. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'll give you 25 cents. Just listen to it, you know? Like, I'm exchanging time for money for so people to listen. 10, 15 an hour minimum wage. Right, exactly. I'm like, I'm paying listeners, you know? Hey, I'll give you guys a free shirt. Just listen to my shit, you know? And, and the fact of the matter is I should have given up a long time ago, but I didn't. And me not giving up allowed me to expand to the point where we're at now. And had I not done it, would I live the rest of my life with regret? 
Or what if somebody else that had an idea to do it that did it at the same time I did it became very successful at doing this and ended up in a place where I wanted to be? Why should I sit there green with envy? Because I chose to quit, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of listeners are going to be and maybe in the fence about it, you know, about picking that perfect time before they get started. Right. You have practiced and you said you've trained your body and yourself to when you decide to do the podcast to actually do it. I remember when you told me about it and then next thing I know, here you are. Right. You know? Exactly. So <clears throat> I guess I was going towards the tip about just the, the tip. <laughs> I was going to give the listeners get the to tip. the tip. <laughs> <laughs> which means, like you said, just get started, do it. The worst you can do is not. And I read this in a book or an audio book. Maybe I didn't read it. I don't know. But the soon it's going to get hard. Really, really difficult, and you're going to want to quit. <laughs> but Go the ahead, sooner you get it knocked out, the sooner it will be over. Right. It, that's true. I mean, it's, it's kind of like anything, like shots, for example. You, have you ever gotten shots? Not shots at the bar, because I know we've gotten those, but shots like in your arm, you know, or giving blood. Well, I was in here thinking, like, what the hell Right, you're like, about? tequila? But no, like getting a shot in your arm. You yeah. sit there and you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be so horrible. And all of a sudden, boom, it's done. And you're like, that's it? And you're like, yeah, because the buildup was worse than the execution. You know, it's kind of like when you're – hell, give me two more. Right, exactly. <laughs> Let me get another shot. What is that? Is that mumps, measles, and, and whatever else? I want some of that and some polio too. Come on. <laughs> you know? But it, it's almost like a diving board when you're a, a little kid and you get to the edge and you don't want to jump off and you're scared. And then all of a sudden, boom, you jump. And the kid's screaming and laughing. And now you can't get him out of the fucking pool. You can't get them off the diving board. Why? Because they, they overcame their fear. They realized how exciting it was, and so now they continuously do it. And next thing you know, two weeks after that, they're doing tricks getting off the diving board. Why? Because they're comfortable. But it takes that initial jump, and that's what most people lack. Most people lack. They'll get up on the board, and they'll take a look around, but then they get back off. Then they'll get the measuring tape. Yeah, measure exactly. How deep it is. Exactly. Yeah, uh, it's it's not deep enough. If the I dive this way, right, right, stick their toe in and everything else. When in actuality, just jump. You know, how many times as an adult, now that we've jumped off stuff, we see somebody else. We're like, okay, they jumped. Boom, they're not dead. Like usually, we'll go to a quarry or something like that. People be like, yeah, this is where everyone jumps. And you'll see like a, a rope swing or something, and I'm like, yeah, but in the back <laughs> of my mind, I'm not jumping until one of you guys jump. You know. And they jump and boom, it's head on. It's let's go, let's do it. You know, and at the end of the day, we're not pioneers of a whole lot. You know, starting a new business, doing something like that, you're not really pioneering anything. You're not starting anything new. You may be coming up with a different idea of how to execute something, but the ideals of how to get started are kind of all the same. You know, so the first step is doing it. Now, I say that with this. Make sure you do it with an educated execution. Don't just wake up tomorrow morning and be like, I'm going to start a gas station. And then you go and you buy a building and you fill up a bunch of pumps of gas and you have no idea how to run a register. You know, do a little bit of research and a little bit of education and everything else. But the thing is, is you need to set a time to execute. So if your goal is to do something, you need to have a date that you're going to do it by. And you need to have steps on how you get there. John Marone, one of my friends, that's he is a... He's really a motivational type coach for uh, Commissions, Inc. And he does a lot of motivational stuff on the side. He's got his own podcast getting started up. Real cool guy. You'd like him a lot. Um, one of the things he talks about is when it comes to goals. He asked me when I was at a Commissions, Inc. meeting, he's like, what's one of your goals? I was like, well, I want to buy a couple of investment properties. And he's like, well, you know, and he started asking me all these questions. And I was like, well, I haven't thought that deep into it. But I missed the fact that one of my other goals is to buy a certain vehicle. 
And that I knew all the data. I knew the date I wanted to buy it by, the color I want it to be, the size motor I wanted in, the color of the interior. I knew everything about this vehicle. And and the the reason why that's important is because you know the ins and outs, the upside downs and everything of what to expect. So you can visualize it. You can see it. You can see it exactly. So now when you have a goal to do something like quitting your job, this way you can be a successful, in your case, real estate agent, or in my case, loan officer, you just have to get out there and visualize it. This is how I'm going to build my clientele base. This is how I'm going to do what I can do. And guess what? You're going to have slip-ups. It's going to happen. We're in a market that's always changing. And so you're going to have situations where you got half as far as you thought you would, and then you got knocked down. And if it doesn't happen, you're not doing it. No, you're not doing it right <laughs> at all because it has to happen. Literally, anything you do at a high level, you you will fail. You know, when Michael Jordan doing uh, slam dunks, for example, the man could do it almost from the three point line. I think I don't know. I'm just I'm throwing out there an, an analogy. Let's pretend he does. Let's pretend. Yeah, let's pretend he's like slam dunking from half court. Boom, LeBron Jordan. No, just kidding. Anyways, a hybrid of them. Both. Right, exactly. Just kind of both of them blended. But the the thing is, is what if he limited himself and said, "Hey, I'm only going to try from the half or from the uh, the free point free throw line." That's the only place I'm going to try to do a slam dunk and never took a step back further to say, hey, I can do it from actually from back here. Or I'm almost to the point where I can do it from back here. And if I train a little more, I can definitely hit that. See, the thing is with failures, everybody believes that, yes, you have to fail. But nobody ever tells you that you have the reason why you have to fail. You have to fail so you know what it is that you lacked. So when you come back around to build, you can build it based on your weaknesses. Because if you go to do a slam dunk from the half court, or not the half court, I'm sorry, the free throw line, and you're short, you know you need to work on your calves and your strength and everything else. You know what you have to work on to hit that mark. It's not impossible, but you have to know what you have to work on in order to get to that point. And people are afraid of the pain. The pain. And the thing about pain that they say is pain is weakness leaving the body. And it hurts. And the same thing with pain, what I was saying earlier. The sooner you get it knocked out, the sooner it's over. Now, let me clarify something. So the pain, the weakness leaving the body, when I broke both my legs, I should have lost a lot of fucking weakness right there. Instead, I gained it. Like today with it being a rainy day, I'm hobbling around, you know, like I should have stilts or something. But, uh, no, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, failure. Nobody wants to fail. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, you know what? I really want to fuck things up today. I want to fail as greatly as I can. Maybe Jeff does. Right? <laughs> Jeff wakes up. He's like, how can I fuck my day up? No. But seriously, nobody wakes up and wants to say that. But the thing that successful people have learned is that, hey, if I fail, I can find out a way to do it better. And the thing is, is if I fail faster, I can find out how to do it better than my competition. Take this, for example. The Wright brothers, the, the guys that learn how to fly and do all the other stuff. There's a story that dates back, and that's they were in competition against somebody else that was looking to fly. And this was something I heard on Jocko's podcast. They were in competition for something else. The Wright brothers continued to work harder and harder and harder and fail. And, and instead of taking, you know, one wing, one cockpit, one wheel, stuff like that out there to train with them, they took five of each. Okay. And they continued to build and continue to do it until they learned to fly. Here was the thing. And I, I don't even know why this escapes me of, of who it was because the person that they were against is a pretty well-known and famous person. But anyways, the difference was 
is when they failed, they were able to rebuild, put it back together, and go back out and do it again. They didn't have to quit for the day. They didn't have to stop for the week. They didn't have to wait for a new wheel to come in. They just did it. And then they went out and they did it again. And then they failed one more time. And they said, hey, no problem. We got a spare wheel. Let's bolt that on. Let's do it again. Guess what? They were the first ones to take flight. Guess why? Because they prepared themselves with failure. And eventually they perfected it. And when they did, they were able to continue to push forward. Whereas those of us who aren't prepared... And by preparation, I don't mean wait until you have everything. For the perfect right. time. Right, exactly. You're not waiting for the perfect time. Just get out there and do it. You know, if you have your heart set on something, let me ask you this, Eduardo. You know what? No, I need to ask myself this because I have a family and I know you do too, but I have kids. And if somebody said, or if I committed to going out and taking this new business venture, let's say I said, fuck this. I'm not going to be a loan officer anymore. This sucks. I need to be a real estate agent. That would be a really bad decision because I'm so good at loans. But if I decided to go do that instead, I have a choice. I'm either going to find a way to make this shit work or my family is going to starve. And do you honestly think I'm going to let my family starve? No, I'm going to find a way to do it. And if I was another real estate agent, I'd watch the fuck out because I'm going to find a way to do it tactfully. I'm not going to do anything that's going to invade your space. But I'm coming after all the business that you're letting sit there. All the people that you say, you know what, those leads, I'm not going to call them. I'm not going to. I'm taking them because my family's got to eat. And that's how aggressive and how that's how you should be. Anybody that's in this industry, let me tell you this. I read something the other day and they said that people should be required to close at least one deal a quarter in order to maintain their license, both in mortgage and real estate. I and saw I, that. I, I think it's true because. If you don't, you're getting in the way of us lions. Us people that are out there that want to eat, you're being a jackal. You want to come out here, you want to steal a piece of meat while I'm eating the, the gazelle or whatever. No, get the hell out of my way. Let me do what I have to do and let me get to more gazelles. You go eat vegetables or whatever the fuck other people eat. You know, I'm a lion. I'm going to roar and I'm going to eat. So the big thing is, is if you're going to go out there, if you're going to commit, if you're going to get it done, do it all the way. Do it with 110% effort. Execute it properly. Because if you do fail, you want to be the person that failed with great success. If you're going to fail, fail hard. You know, don't just do this. Oh, man, you know, I, I had a lead and I didn't call them. And they never text me back. And so I decided to go. Now I'm a librarian. Do you want some books? How much are you selling them for? They're, I'm a librarian. They're free. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to check them out. It's not the books that fuck you. It's the late fee. <laughs> so anyways, any final closing thoughts? I know I, I talk a lot and usually I control the show and I apologize. That's it's the line podcast. in me. That's a wow. It's your podcast. Know? Right. No, I think one of the biggest takeaways from this is just get out and do it. Use your fears as fuel and look into yourself and realize who you're letting down. Yeah. You know, the people you're... The least you didn't call, they're not. You didn't let them know. I don't care. Yeah. Somebody's going to call them. <laughs> exactly. they, don't, they, they don't care. They're going to end up in my pipeline because my people, <laughs> Eduardo's going to call them. So, so I mean, look, look within yourself, whether it's your your wife, yourself, your mom, your kids. Yeah. You know, are you going to go home to them and tell them, you know what, I was too much of a bitch to bring food today? Right. I'm too big of a pussy because that's what it boils, male or female. And I guess that's a derogatory way of saying it. But, you know, if you're too big of a coward to execute, then get the fuck out of the way and let us do it. So, anyways, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope you guys are having a great week so far. We will talk to you soon.